Father, we just thank you so much for bringing us here to fellowship the Word of God and to know the hearts of men and to know the heart of God. Where, Lord, the discernment by the Word of God begins to come forth in our hearts that we may know the things of God and know the things that are not of God so that that priest that lives within us can call it out in our hearts, that which is clean and that which is unclean. And we pray, Lord, that our attention and our mind shall be given to the things that you are bringing to us to bring us to the separation of those things, to where we become the vessel of God, sanctified for the Master's use, and we know that the Word of God is powerful, and we know that the Word of God is dividing, and we know that the Word of God is cleaning the house, that we might be a representation or a manifestation of the things of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, one thing that, uh, for sure, we live in a day of opportunity. Don't anyone think that we do not. We live in a day of opportunity. So, I don't want to speak much about what Connie and I have done over the last four days, but it was an opportunity for us to live in the testimony of Jesus Christ and to stay in the thoughts of God for four days and uh, be a witness, bring a testimony of that life uh, to people that we love. And it was awesome. It was, it was extraordinary. And someday we'll, we'll tell you more about the effects of, of the choice that we have made to live for Jesus Christ. But I think that for all of us, when we say that we are believers, when we say that we are Christians, sometimes we take it passively in, our, in the way we think about life. Thinking that, well, I know for some of us, we got fooled into thinking that it's all spirit. Now, it is spirit, but spirit has a manifestation. And the manifestation that comes forth in the spirit by the word of God is seen. It is a, if it's manifest, it's a seeing. Now, we're not talking about manifestation in the flesh to where we work a law uh, unto ourselves. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about believing God and that God is seen through faith. Faith opens the eyes to the things of the Spirit. Faith becomes the sustenance of what we're believing for, what we're hoping for. And in that sustenance of hope, God begins to manifest the righteousness of himself in us by that same word. So that if I believe God, then all of a sudden the word of God takes on this power in my believing. And it begins to adorn me with uh, God himself. In other words, he's now putting on the righteousness of himself so that I am a temple or I am a son of the living God. And so I'm, all of a sudden, then, the inheritance or the choices I make in choosing how I live become essential. They become, they begin, the Word of God begins to equip me for the Master's use. Let's see, I want to read this morning, and I'm not going to read much of it, because uh, I don't want to get carried away in the reading of the Word of God. I, what I want you to hear is, a testimony of Jesus Christ in the Word of God that begins to unfold you in the manifestation and power of that Word of God. Are you with me? you understand what I'm saying? In other words, you become the Word of God. 
as a believer. You become the Word of God. So I'm going to read, uh, starting with verse 7 in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And you can follow if you want, or you can just hear the Word of God. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit. To each of to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So, are you given, by the Word of God, are you given a manifestation of the Spirit? For what intent? When God said, when God saw what He had created, what did He call it? He called it good. So what made it good? God made it good. So now God gives you a manifestation to each of us is given a manifestation of the Spirit for His good, for the common good. What's common? God is common. God has put Himself in each and every one of us. God is the goodness. So when God saw what He had created and called it good, now a manifestation of the Word of God in you, by the Spirit of truth, makes it known, makes it seen, makes it working makes it powerful, makes it right. So when I begin to live by the choice that I'm making in the Word of God, can it be seen? It should be seen. It should become manifest, not only in my mind, but in the way I live. So that the actions of the body now become the actions of the Word of God. In righteousness. I'm not creating my own works here. I'm now, the works of Jesus Christ are now becoming manifest in my mind. And if they're in my mind, then my body is taking on the manifestations of the mind. They're being created to do so. And it's powerful. It's awesome. So one thing for sure, we want no one to get in the place where they're trying to manifest Jesus Christ in their bodies or in their actions and not understanding what's being done in the Spirit. We, we don't want that to happen. But if I am taking on the understanding of the Spirit of Christ in my mind, if I'm being translated, if the, if Christ, if the revelation of Jesus Christ is being, being made known in me, then what's my manifestation? It's God. I am now becoming the temple, the body of the living God. I'm taking on the appearance of Christ in my mind. And if my mind is being changed, then the actions of the flesh are being changed also. You can't, you can't say that the mind is being changed and taking on the mind of Christ and then the actions of the body be evil. That's, that's hypocrisy in my mind. Because now the mind directs the body. I have a head, and that head is Christ. So if Christ is my head, then every action of the body is being directed of Christ. I hope that makes sense to you. And we could lay much stronger emphasis to that, but we're going to go on. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for common good. 
For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles. And, and we could go on and on and on. We know these scriptures. We've heard them all of our lives, some of us. Some of us have never heard them. But when it talks about one, it's not talking about you, it's not talking about Connie having the spirit of wisdom and Franking having the spirit of this and da 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 da. No. We're beginning to see that Christ has begun to develop the ministries of the Spirit in us for his body. In other words, as Christ is the head of the body, then every thought you possess becomes gifted of God for the working of the body. And now the body of Christ becomes manifest. So if I try to take on in the body of flesh the working of these things that we just read, what happens? They become defiled because now I'm trying to work them based upon my mind of flesh and not by the working of the Spirit. And I hope that doesn't confuse you. Because if I see the working of the Spirit in the healing of the body, then what begins to, what, what begins to take place? Am I not, are my thoughts not being healed? Are my thoughts not being translated by the Word of God? They are. But if I try to manifest that in the flesh, thinking I'm going to heal the flesh, what, what happens? It, yes, Lou, that's a very good word. It becomes unclean. It's not right. And we have all had the testimony of laying our hands on the sick in the flesh thinking that the laying on the hand of the, in the flesh is going to cause the body to be healed or recover. And then when it didn't happen, we lost our faith. We lost our confidence of the working of the Word of God. But I do believe, sincerely and in all hope, that as the body of Christ in me begins to be healed by the Word of Truth, and that translation into the revelation of Jesus Christ in the mind begins to take on the manifestations of Christ. Then in the mind, the working of the Spirit begins to work in a place where the confidence and the faith in that Word of God takes over the mind and the mind can do many things in Christ Jesus. The book of Acts is full of the works of the apostles. Amen? Did not Peter by the Holy Ghost go to Cornelius' house, who was a Gentile? And he saw it by dream. And doubtless we will come to dreams and visions. According to the Apostle Paul in, in the 12th chapter of 2 Corinthians. Doubtless. I mean, if we're in the Spirit of God by the power of His Word, we will come to dreams and visions. We will see the working of miracles. We will be led of the Spirit into another's house, directed by God. We will open our mouth of a truth, and we will see the Holy Spirit fall and save the household. How many of you believe that today? I believe it. And I believe that the manifestation that God is pouring out on you by His Spirit is working it. This morning, if there's anyone that hears my voice and does not believe that they are anointed of God, 
I want to change your mind and your heart about that, if nothing else today. You would not be listening to us today if God had not anointed you with the Word of God to do His will. Not your will, not your thoughts, but to change or translate your mind into the revelation of Jesus Christ so that you could do the will of God. Did Jesus do the will of God? Did He do His own will? Did Jesus do His own will? No. So in the revelation of Jesus Christ, in the translation of your mind and thoughts, are you going to do the will of God or are you going to do your own will? What is it? You're going to do the will of God. Because you are now what? Where are you? You're now dead. You're dead. And you're now, your life is where? It's hid in Christ. So that in the power of the Word of God, you are going to be made alive where? In Christ. So now are you a spiritual man, a new man, or are you still in the flesh? You become a new creature. You're no longer fleshly minded. You now see yourself as God sees you. You even see others as God sees them. Because now you see the body of Christ and not yourself. You're, you're dead. You understand what I'm saying? I hope you hear me today. Because now all the perceptions that we've had in the flesh when it comes to religion are dead. They're gone. They're over. And now I know the body of Christ. I know the family of God because now I've been born into it. And my, my mind has been translated or remade or recreated in the image and likeness of the Father. So now as He sees all things, now I see all things. In other words, I do not have a will of my own. I only have the will of God. So when Jesus, what did Jesus come to do? To save us. Where did God put Him to save us? Nope. He came into that eternity or into that world that was hidden in the heart. That's where He came. Because that's where salvation works. That's where you need to be changed. And it's hard for us to grab the concept of that salvation because where are we, where's our mind? When it comes, say it? It's physical. Our mind is, our perceptions are built upon what we see, touch, feel, hear, whatever, smell, taste. And so those things can lead us astray, right? Those things can fool us. Those things can prophesy to us. Those things can cause us to serve idols. And we don't even know that they're spirit. And they are. Not good spirits. They're evil spirits. So a choice is given. And I, in the Old Testament even, we can read it in the parables of the Old Testament. Choose ye this day whom you will serve, right? So, as Connie was alluding to before we started this morning, I have, God hath given me, let me say it this way, God hath given me power by the Holy Ghost, by the Word of God, 
to choose who I'm going to serve. You ever thought about it that way? Because it's true. So I can either choose to serve an idol or I can choose to serve the living God. Remember we talked about, wasn't it last week or that we talked about uh, Elisha, or Elijah, excuse me, and the prophets of Baal versus the living God, and they made two altars, right? The prophets of Baal made their altar, and Elijah made his altar. And Elijah even mocked the prophets and their God, right? Did there, was their God able to answer them? No, because he's a dumb idol. He cannot speak. He's mute. In other words, he cannot lead you into righteousness. He can only lead you into a path that is destructive. Because you can't hear him, but you can see him leading you astray. You actually form the conversation in your own mind based upon your heart. That's the way it works. We've all heard the saying, just follow your heart, just follow your heart, right? And we we already know that following our own heart will lead us quickly into a path of destruction, correct? Because our heart is wicked. It's easily deceived. But when the Word of God comes to it, when Jesus Christ comes, be sent of the Father into the world, into the eternity, or into the, into the heart of God, into you, all of a sudden the darkness is what? What happens to the darkness in the heart? It's, it's yeah. All of a sudden the light comes into the darkness. And it's good. Let me turn to Matthew, the third chapter. Then Jesus... Now, Jesus got baptized, didn't he, by John? So, then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. How are you led? But the hope is that you're led by the Spirit, correct? Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after after fasting 40 days and 40 nights... He was hungry, and the tempter came and said unto him. So what did, before Jesus was tempted, what did he do? Well, how, for 40 days and 40 nights, right? He fasted. In other words, he separated his mind unto the things of God that were wanting by the will of the Father. Then the tempter came. Because now the will of the Father was fully known in the Son. And what the Father knew is that by the will of God, the tempter could now not lead the Son astray. The Son was now sent, set in the things of God and could overcome all sin for the sake of the world. Yeah, this this powerful. So here comes the, the tempter, and, he, and then at the end of it, then the devil left him, and behold, angels came down and were ministering to him. So did he overcome all temptation? Did he overcome all sin of the flesh? Yeah. The devil had to leave. The devil left him. The devil had no power over him. How could the devil have power over the Word of God? Do you know that what gives the devil his power? We do, but 
is it not the word of God that gave gives Satan his power? Because Satan has no word of his own. He has to have the word of God to have power. That's amazing, isn't it? I want to when excuse me. Now when he had heard that John had been arrested, we're talking about Jesus, he withdrew into Galilee and Leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum by the sea in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali so that what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. So now, Jesus is going to walk by the prophecy that was given from the beginning. Everything that Jesus does in the world is to fulfill the prophecy of God. Everything. That's why... You heard it said not too long ago that in every generation, what is there? What, does the, what, what speaks over and over and over again? The prophecy. It's eternal. Every generation is set in the prophecy of Jesus Christ. Every generation, every thought, the prophecy is known. So that was that what so that what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Now listen, the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, in the people the people dwelling in darkness. Now, how were they dwelling? In darkness. How do you dwell when you don't know Jesus Christ? How about a thought that doesn't know the Lord? Is it in darkness? Right? So now listen. The people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. What was the light? It was Jesus Christ. For those dwelling in the region and the shadow of death, on them a light has dawned. Wow. So darkness is death. Right? That's what it just said. But when Christ is made known in you, what happens to the darkness? It goes away. Now, that's your beginning. That's your place. So when, when God sent His Son into your heart, did, can you now begin to see that you need God? Repentance is now going to lead you into a path of righteousness. It's awesome. You need to be led, don't you? Whether you're going to be led by the choice, and you're going to be led by the choice that you make, whether it be good or whether it be evil. And you need Jesus to tell you that which is good or clean and that which is evil or unclean. You need Jesus Christ. You need the priest of God declaring in your mind every thought clean, unclean. And only Jesus can clarify it and make it known. Only Jesus. You cannot do it yourself. Why is that? Because my mind is what? My mind is wicked. So when God sent Adam in the Garden of Eden, there was a tree there. What was it called? 
the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And if Adam would have talked to who, Adam would have made the right choice. Who did Adam have to talk to? Yeah, if he'd have just talked to Jesus, his brother, he would have known what choice to make. But he stayed in his own mind. He did not counsel with the Father. And he made a choice to choose evil. That's how we work. And it looked good, right? He even saw the serpent in it, and he thought, man, the serpent, he looks like one to make him wise because he was good to look at, man. He was tempted of his own lust. And he thought that that lust made himself look good. And he chose himself instead of choosing the Father. That's how we are led astray. That's what causes us to serve the flesh and not serve the Spirit of God. That's what causes our mind to take on perceptions that cause lust to be born in the heart and cause us to make choices that look good to the flesh or look good to the eyes and not look good to the Spirit. God has eyes, but they're anointed. They're anointed with the Word of God. And through the eyes of God, He sees everything as because He has overcome the evil and knows how to choose righteously for your sake and for mine. So these things become our way of life. So when Jesus began to walk in the earth and He began to make the darkness known and begin to make it go away, and begin to heal the sick, right? Heal the lame. Take away the palsies. When all of that began to happen, what, ha- what did the people begin to do? What did they do? They followed Jesus. They followed Jesus. So here in, in Living Fellowship, Your elders work hard at bringing to light that which you have need of when it comes to Jesus. Showing you your palsy. Showing you your ill will. Showing you how false spirits and false prophets have worked against your mind. Causing you to call evil good and good evil. Prophesying to you who you are in the Father. So that your mind can begin to see the difference between the mind of the flesh and the mind of God. So that you will choose who? So that you will choose God. These things become important to us all. Not just to some, but to all of us. Because you are, according to the Scripture, you are the body of Christ. And as a believer, you are taking on the mind of Christ. And if you're taking on the mind of Christ, then you have a manifestation that's working in your members, whom is Jesus Christ. And a lot of times we forget 
who we are. A lot of times we don't believe that the Word of God, whom we call Jesus Christ, is now becoming manifest for a purpose. And that purpose is not my own. It is God's. I am dead to my own will. I am, now, I am now made alive to the will of the Father. Can you say amen? These things are true. God has a manifestation. The Bible says he has a manifestation. In fact, I'll say this. He has many ways in which he manifests himself in you by the Spirit of truth, by the Spirit of God. He wants to make manifest in you his body. Can you say amen? So that I don't serve the wrong body, I serve the right body. So that my manifestation, in manifestation then, when the, when the Word of God comes to make manifest the things that are wanting, I can see the difference between the manifestations of the flesh and the manifestations of the Spirit. And I will choose the Spirit. I will choose God. Can you say amen? Well, I hope that this has helped you some this morning. And as we continue in these things, it will, all of a sudden we'll begin to recognize that Jesus has come into the world. Amen? And he has come and he's beginning to perform the works of the Spirit. And as he performs the works of the Spirit and our mind begins to be translated into the, rev- the revelation of himself, all of a sudden his works become what? My works. I am now the body of Christ. I am now the temple of the living God. I now have the mind of Christ. And my works are the works of God. Can you say amen? God bless you today.